Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with the amazing Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk today, uh, going to continue our series talking about how to rule your life. Mm -hmm. And we're kicking off um, kind of a new series for kids. We just actually came out of the TV studio Mm -hmm. and had a great recording. Um, And we're talking about how to rule your feelings, your emotions, and uh, last year, as I traveled from school to school, uh, the, one of the major themes that came out that kids said was, Coach Seth, can you unpack how to take control of how you feel? I feel out of control. I feel like, you know, I, I'm on a roller coaster and it, there's the ups and downs. I don't know when they're going to happen. And so when things go my way, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty easy to get along with. But when I don't get my way or when I have to do hard things, uh, I just feel unmotivated. And then there's a whole other group of kids that are like, I, I even slip into like anxiety, severe anxiety, depression. So h- how do I, I feel unmotivated for school. How do I take control? And so that's what we're going to start unpacking. I'm always amazed though that kids are so, they're so brilliant. I mean, that they even understand that it's not right or that they have emotions. I'm trying to think back to when I was that age group. I, I don't remember ever thinking about my emotions. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. No, no. <laughs> we did not talk about it. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Uh, kids will talk. Um, it, it's interesting. I mean, if it's your own kids, it's harder for them to talk to you. That's just part of teenage life. Like, it's just, it's harder for them to feel comfortable talking to their parents. But when like Coach Seth comes in and asks them questions, it's like they just start to share. Um, And so we try to leverage that to get a grip on what are the big issues kids need help with? Um, And what areas of our curriculum do they wish we'd dive deeper into? You truly do have a relationship with them. And it's, it's just from the screen. But I'm always amazed when we go into schools how they're you're like their best friend. It is crazy, and educators too. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you have that sense because people that you follow, and, and they share their life, you, you feel like you're friends with them. That's true. So it's how we interact, and I love it because I consider them friends. You know, uh, so I love to go instead of talking. Kids are always shocked because. I'm like, I'm not here to talk to you. You get to hear me every day, every week, whatever. I don't ever get to hear from you unless you reach out. And so talk to me. That's such a gift of yours though, too. You, oh. you very, are, you're, you're very welcoming and you, you really do um, encourage people to share. And I, I do love that about you. Well, I appreciate that. I'll take the compliment. <laughs> so my kids would say I interrogate them. <laughs> I was like, what do, you, what do you mean? I'm just asking questions. Like, you're always asking questions. So uh, it is so funny how um, the environment matters. And so, you know, for parents out there, um, all this stuff is so powerful for your kids and for us as adults. But I just want to encourage you, like, do not do not beat yourself up as a parent. It doesn't help you. Um, 
makes you engage in this and think about how you can grow. We, we just finished um, an incredible six-week program with a group of kids and parents, uh, the first of its kind for us as an organization, that we, we call it the SNAP Leadership Program. And it's for kids and parents that are dealing with conflict or struggling. They have some issues going on. And I, I was telling a group of parents, I'm like, this place should be packed out with thousands of people. Mm-hmm. But you all are the ones that are brave enough and I guess mindful enough to recognize, you know, we want to move forward in these areas and we don't want to just, we're not okay with status quo. So I just give them great kudos because every family that went through that said, and, and they were surveyed separately, but the, ki- the kids and adults both separately said, our communication, our relationship has been transformed in six weeks. The parents said, my, my parents, uh, my kids, I have a relationship with like, this whole series on how to deal with conflict, not a master of conflict, helped us really process how we communicate. And then the kids said the exact same thing about their parents. Like, I can actually talk to my dad or I can talk to my mom. The yelling, the screaming, the drama has significantly decreased. So um, just want to encourage everybody out there. Um, we have some great programs that we're offering in this SNAP leadership program is one of them. So you can go to our website to learn more about that. Um, it, there's going to be a, a significant uptick in registrations for that. We're going to expand the program because there's such a need. And I don't think there's anything else quite like this. I, you know what, and how long have, um, we, people been asking us to do this for parents? Like 18 years. Yeah. And we finally answered the call, and uh, we're excited about it. Mm-hmm. Go to 5starlife.org to learn more. It's the word five or the number five, the word star, the word life.org. Let's go back just quickly here, back to parenting, because I think as parents, every, you all want, uh, we all want to have a relationship with our kids, and that means I want them to share with me, and I think kids feel the same way. But man, sometimes as parents, that is the hardest thing to achieve because you're so busy parenting. I think it is. It's so tough, and every kid is different. Every parent is different. We have different personalities, different schedules, mm-hmm. um, different forms of communications. Uh, and I, I, the thing that me and my wife have really, my wife has actually helped me with this. Um, with because when you when you're working families and you're busy like you try to like squeeze it in so as a parent you're like okay i gotta come home and it's on your to-do list mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing it's a good thing it's like you want to connect with your kids so you're, like you block out time that hey i have this window to connect but what happens when your kids are not in a mode or in a place that they want to connect so both all the stars kind of have to align and so my wife has reminded me, like, Seth, take the pressure off yourself. Just be available. And if they're not in the mood to talk, don't press it because that's when they feel like they're being interrogated. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what, what that's helped me with is, is I can just step back and it's like maybe I pick them up from school or maybe I pick them from practice or there's a certain time where it's so interesting where it's like effortless, where they just start communicating. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking any questions. They just start sharing. And for 20 minutes, they just talk. And I, I think sometimes as a dad, that's something, uh, you know, you kind of think, plan it out. I got to do yeah. my dad duties <laughs> and shoot, I'm an expert with kids. So I've really got to do this. And sometimes a parent, you got to just take a deep breath 
and just make sure you're putting enough margin in your life that you're available for conversations. These parents that just went through the program, was there like one thing that they took away or like maybe like a tip you could give them? Yes. So, you know, it's interesting. There were so many things we talked about. We, we started, we did seven lessons with the kids and the parents. We did the lesson together, but then they journaled privately and then we discussed it separately, adults, kids. And so the kids were able to really dive in and connect with their peers and share freely and, and adults were able to do the same thing. And so it was the, the, one of the major themes that came out of it for parents was none of them have ever experienced the community and openness of being in a, a space where like you're not going to be judged mm-hmm. and it's kind of like we're all strangers. So like you're not in my life. So it's kind of weird. It kind of opened the door like these are strangers so I can be open. But then what happened within a couple of weeks, there was this connection where it became a community. And so many of those families, even though they finished the program, are re enrolling because it was such a dynamic experience for them. Actually, one mom commented, she just, they have no family in town. They moved from the South. They've been there for years, but they, they're like an island. And they just said, I wish this experience could last forever. And, you know, she just said, like, we got, we signed up because we're having some issues, but the benefit was me and my son got to experience fit. We, we caught our, they caught their first fish, both of them in their life. They've never caught fish before. They've never done the ropes course. They've never done archery. They've never done anything. Everything we did was a first for each of them as an individual. And then they got to do that together. Mm. Mother, son, which is pretty special. That is. So this program, you come with your child. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like uh, you think about creating an environment where you can meet weekly for a couple hours, um, once a week, and then you have this, this Saturday day where it's like you're diving into adventure and archery and all this fun stuff in nature, but you're doing it together. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny to watch parents be challenged by their kids and kids <laughs> be challenged by their parents. And, um, to watch the level where kids get got to see their parents as kids almost, right? Mm-hmm. And so it leveled the playing field and there's just this connection. So there's like, you have these these families that have so many fractures and they've got their arms around each other and they're just hanging, just supporting each other, just naturally. Mm-hmm. So very powerful. Again, you can learn more at fivestarlife.org. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my co-host, the amazing Coach Mia. Well, thank you, Seth. So we were, do you mind if we keep talking about the SNAP program? Yeah, this is a new program. If you just tuned into this segment, um, a program for kids and their parents to dive into uh, really five-star life. I mean, just all things pertaining to living that five-star life. A lot of the folks that sign up, like they're signing up because they want to go beyond the status quo relationship, which... I, again, I, I give them massive kudos, Mia, because it's so easy to fall into a rut as a parent. 
Um, you're working, you're tired, the schedules are busy, and it's so easy just to kind of throw your hand and say, it is what it is. This is just how it is. And I just applaud every every family that signed up because they're like, no, we, we, we want better. And I think... I think when you want better, you get better mm-hmm. if you're willing to do the work. And so we, we actually dove into this series. We did seven, went through seven lessons. Um, each night was a different lesson. And we talked about conflict, how to master conflict. And we started by just saying, you know, the number one source of conflict that we have is with ourselves. So we have inner conflict because we have conflict with our identity. And our identity is kind of broken into a couple parts. You have this this self-image. That's really the snapshot, the picture we have of ourselves. Um, And and then the second part of it is our self-concept, which our self-concept is really viewed as that, that battle between good and evil inside of us. We all have an ideal uh, self, the, mm-hmm. the person that we dream of being, that we lay our heads on the pillow at night and we dream of like the person we hope to become, the character, the values, the traits, um, the life we want to live, uh, kindness, all those things. Uh, that's the ideal self. And then there's this feared self, the person that we fear being. It's probably echoing through our minds at night would be like the things that don't be, you're going to be just like your dad and that's maybe not a good thing. Or you're going to be just like your brother and that's not a good thing. And so there, there's this battle between our ideal self and the feared self. And so our self-concept is really that, that kind of evaluation of where we're at, that tug of war between, and, and when we make poor decisions and we live as our feared self, then that really influences uh, how we feel about ourselves and influences how we see ourselves, our whole identity. Seth, did these parents that came and the kids have any idea like what Five Star was about or what they were about to walk through? Um, They had a very brief overview um, and enough information to know that they were interested but they, all of them in their surveys just said this so far surpassed. I mean, they several commented in writing just saying, we signed up, like Five Star is not a program. It was like, it's like a family. It's like an adventure. It's a journey of transformation. It's hope. It's, I mean, they describe it using great um, adjectives. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we dive into some pretty deep um, topics and, and really self-evaluation. And I just wondered how... That was received in the beginning. Uh, you know, at the beginning, I mean, we really, um, I, I think because we've been in this for 18 years, we know how to um, kind of ease them into the process. And it kind of starts with some fun things that kind of build team and community, just some icebreakers, uh, some games that they're forced to. And we kind of let them know, like, hey, listen, you're going to, like, we just want to encourage you, like, to make up your mind right now. Like, are you going to do this or go through the motions? But if you're going to be here for the next, you know, seven sessions, uh, you can either go through the motions or you can commit to saying, I'm going to be here every time and I'm going to choose to be engaged uh, the entire time. And ultimately that means a little bit of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So when you set the tone that way, you're, you're forcing them to kind of make a choice and you're setting the tone that, 
okay, this is going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. One, the energy in the room is different. It's not just like this kind of boring program where whoever's leading it is just kind of checking a box and, okay, turn to page one. We're going to go through this curriculum. It's really more engaging. It's about relationships and creating those connections. So it like the two hours flies by. You know, too, and obviously we're not a program that you can kind of sit in the back and disappear. It's like you participate and you, even if, uh, I guess if you don't want to at first, you you end up, we do it in such a wonderful way that you, that you want to be a part of it. Yeah. It, it, and there was, you know, I remember that, that first day, um, one of the, the parents uh, literally, as, as he was explaining, because then we talk about it. So, I mean, the first week is kind of nitty gritty because here we are, strangers, we just watched this lesson on inner conflict. So their minds are whirling, thinking about their own identity, who they are, their ideal self versus their feared self. Like these are deep things that <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah, this yeah. is real. Um, it's applicable. And I, I had them, I just said, listen, um, we're going to share what you guys processed and we're going to go around and just share um, one person at a time. And, and one of the the parents just said, you know, as far as my identity, how do I see myself? I just see a person who's just trying. And as hard as I try, I'm never winning. I never win. And I just, I just, I just wonder, I'm at a point where I don't even know if any of it's worth it. That's a, that's a bad spot to be in. It is so fun to watch this parent go from really a place of darkness and depression and hopelessness to like the last session, he was just beaming. He just, he just said, we asked him to give an update on like where you started and where you finished. Talk about where you and your family are at. He just said, progress is the key word. We've made so much progress. I made progress like in myself. I made progress like in me and my family, our kids, our relationship, the screaming has gone away. And I've made progress at work. Like, I have a clear vision for kind of my own value and the ideal person I want to be that just needs to be a little sharper, work a little harder, and make sure I'm, I'm valuing how I work, how I go about things. So it, it's cool. It's the same stuff that we hear from kids, from adults. Right. Because when you think about it, how many people do you have that pour into you? You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, most people don't have... The only way you have people that pour into you are if you're a part of an organization, a company that really values personal development, uh, if you are a part of a church, if you're part of a club or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but even clubs, I mean, usually that's just more social and it's not necessarily targeting personal development. It's just more about volunteering or golfing or exercise. But you know what? You, you still have to be open to allow people to pour into you. Yeah. So I think they're around you in, you know, some cases. But, I mean, I love that this parent also had, like, was so brave to share that that darkness. Yeah, and, and all the parents were just incredibly open and vulnerable. It was like you could see each week as they'd come in, as they'd talk, and, and like, like the weight and the burden would just come off of them. Because if you don't process everybody in their – Everybody has kids. You have conflict. You have challenges. And if you have nobody to process that with, um, like single parent 
families or even married couples that just are off. If they don't see eye to eye and they're not able to communicate, you can feel like you're alone even though you're surrounded by a crowd. Sure. And so I think that environment where they could share, um, what was really cool is all of them just naturally became advisors to each other. And they would all have great things to share and encouragement. And it was just, it was very, very cool. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. So uh, we want to unpack in this segment um, a new series that we just kicked off today in studio for kids in the theme of rule. Rule is to have dominion, to to have control over an area or a people, and this entire curriculum uh, season is all about how to take control, how to take charge. So many people feel like they're victims um, in this world. So many people are, are, are waiting for life to change, waiting for a good break. They're just waiting. And uh, I, I, this whole series is about teaching kids how to say, you know what, there are certain things that are out of your control, but the things that you can control, it's so important that you learn how to rule in your life. And this series in particular is all about how to rule your your emotions and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And there is, I mentioned this in the previous segment, but I'll say it again. Um, so many people in today's culture believe that they are victims of their emotions and they're just victims in general. And the reality is, is you can take control of your emotions and we'll unpack how to do that briefly. The first lesson this series is all about like, how do you take charge of your emotions instead of letting your emotions control you, getting off the roller coaster? Um, And that comes back down to like every thought we think comes back to an emotion. So, so, So when you experience an emotion, it leads back to a thought. When you have a thought, it will lead to an emotion. It is kind of cyclical, but the core of it is your thinking. So if you want to change your emotions, you look no further than your thoughts. Now, it takes some intentionality, right? Because it's so easy to say, well, that's just my emotion. That's my feeling. I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. But that first lesson that we'll break down this segment here soon really unpacks how do you manage those emotions? How do you control your emotions? How do you, how do you rule? Um, and it starts with your thoughts. But the next part of the series dives into if, if our emotions are formed by our thoughts, mm-hmm. we have to address our thoughts. But when we have the same thought enough times, we get these groupings of thoughts. If you think the same thing long enough, it then goes even deeper and it becomes a belief. And We've talked before about the fact that 95% of our life is actually on autopilot or cruise control. It's in neuroscience, it's ran by our subconscious brain. So our beliefs 
actually reside in our subconscious. Hmm. Our thoughts, we are conscious of our th thoughts. I mean, uh, uh, quite a bit of the time. But our beliefs, we're not super aware of those beliefs unless we intentionally shape those beliefs. We can have a lot of thoughts that have turned into beliefs and we're unaware of it. And that's driving our choices, our emotions, our entire life. And so if we want to rule our life and we want to rule our emotions, we've got to start thinking about what we believe. And so the next lesson for kids is really, what do you believe about school? Because what you choose to believe about school will determine how you feel about school. And then we'll go into what, what do you believe about yourself? Because what you believe about yourself will determine how you feel about yourself. And then we'll go into peers. What do you believe about peers? Because what you believe about your peers will really inform how you feel about your peers. And that goes on to adults. What you believe about adults, about your parents, about your teachers. What you, your basic belief about them will determine how you feel about them, thus impacting how you treat them. Because out of our feelings, out of our emotions, we then what? We act. Mm -hmm. So it is going to, and then further, how do you, like, what do you believe about the world? Do you believe the world is for you or against you? Do you believe life is happening to you? or for you. Because what you believe will affect how you feel on a daily basis about the world you live in and when you wake up and how you act. So there's a whole series that is uh, very powerful that we're going to lay out. <clears throat> and then finally, what do you believe about people who have different beliefs than you? Because what you believe about people with different beliefs will really inform how you feel about those people mm. and how you treat those people. It's going to be good. It is going to be good. Um, so, but this is from K through 12. K through so 12. How do you take those topics and break them down? So, um, you know, our curriculum team met and just honestly, the, we, we just dive into research and dive into like where are kids at right now? And what are the most important beliefs that needed to start thinking about? And all this will be done through the filter of going back to some of the classics um, that really informed um, the greatest thinkers, the greatest leaders in history. So many, so many people wrongly believe that our... our, our Whatever you feel is what you believe. Mm -hmm. So just go with it. Or there's a whole other group that says, you know what? You need to believe what everybody in the mainstream culture believes. So you need to come into alignment with mainstream thinking. You're out of the mainstream. You're an island. And so there's these different kind of ways of approaching and looking at your beliefs. Some say... Whatever you feel, go with that. That will That's a legit way to, to create your beliefs. Mm -hmm. Others would say follow mainstream. And then there's this historical setting for, 
for establishing beliefs that we, we really have gotten away from as a culture. And that is basing our beliefs on logic, reasoning that ultimately leads us to truth. Mm-hmm. Making sure your beliefs are not rooted in cultural phenomenons, mainstream ideology, as good or bad as it is, or even on how we feel. Wow, that's powerful. So where where will we start? Uh, what's our first lesson and how do you break that down? Yeah, so so the first lesson, we, we will dive into um, this whole idea of r- really ruling your thoughts. It's like, like if you want to rule your emotions, like this, this all has to do with emotions. Mm-hmm. Our beliefs often, like they set the foundation. Uh, so many people are emotionally charged and just crazy today on social media, in the news, um, people doing just crazy stuff at work, in, the, in, in schools. It's just like unbelievable. Where does it come from? It comes from, it comes from their emotions, but it, it goes back to what they truly believe. And it goes back to this, the seventh lesson we're going to teach, what they believe about other people uh, who believe differently. And if you can't agree with me, then somehow you're, you're the devil, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm right, you're wrong. And so anybody that disagrees with me is somehow evil, right? Mm-hmm. But we start at really the, at the tip of the iceberg. And that is, let's start by just talking about how you can rule your emotions. Let's start there. How do you rule your emotions? Every emotion that we have comes from a thought. And the big myth is this. There are some people who believe my emotions are pure and can be fully trusted. So I'm going to fully go. I got to be true to myself. I got to believe myself. I got to listen to my inner voice. And so this emotion that confuse kind of integrity and inner voice and conscience with emotion, they're not the same. Emotion is a feeling. And if you believe that your emotions are pure and can be trusted, you will ultimately end up looking at different situations saying, okay, so if I, as a student, don't feel like going to school, well, I've got to be true to myself. School is just boring. Like, I'm not going to fake it. Like, I'm going to follow my emotions. Mm -hmm. And so when they feel like going to school, then, hey, I'm feeling it today, man. I'm just like, this is really good for me. Or if I feel like being nice, then I'm nice. But man, I just not feel it. Like your attitude is causing me to, you know, be triggered a little bit. So I don't feel like being nice to you. And so I'm going to go with that because I'm being true to myself. Mm-hmm. Some people believe you should just purely follow your emotions. Others believe, you know what? Emotions can't be trusted because they're irrational or even evil. And so those people look at emotions and say, yeah, I, I, I've got to suppress those emotions. I've got to tamp them down, which then really leads to people having some serious inner conflicts because they're really trying to just say, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't feel these, these, these bad emotions. I'm going to try to ignore them. And what they do is they have this inner conflict because they're suppressing it. And often those people almost become numb emotionally, which isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to pa- unpack in the next segment in our first lesson is about really teaching kids and people how to take a truth-based approach And that is this, 
emotions are not good or evil. They're not bad, but they're not pure. They're just simply the body's chemical reaction to what we think. And we'll unpack that in the next segment. Go to fivestarlife.org for more. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in the studio with Coach Mia. Welcome back. Thank you, Seth. We were just having a conversation about our new season and uh, r- ruling your emotions, and you were diving into it, so keep diving. Yeah, so the first lesson, really, we unpack, like, how do you control your emotions, getting off the roller coaster? Ruling means to have dominion. It means you have control. Mm-hmm. And j- just think about, <clears throat> Mia, what would you say? Just just putting you on the spot. We can both play this game. It'll be fun. (laughs) How much of the time do you feel like you are actually in control of your emotions? And how often do you feel like your emotions are in control of you? Oh, gosh. You know, I would say that I'm probably 90% in control of my emotions. That's really good. Yeah. And I'm so aware that to not let them out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, I, I, that, that's that's really good. Um, I think that's um, that's a high bar. I'm not sure. I think I'm probably somewhere in that realm too. Um, but we, we all kind of think about emotions differently. And I was just unpacking the previous segment, this idea that emotions, uh, they're, they're not pure. They shouldn't just be like aimlessly followed, blindly followed. And they're not evil. They shouldn't be tamped down, suppressed, it, it, it like according to neuroscience they are they are literally we're genetically engineered we're designed so that those emotions can, can show us what we're thinking so that we can evaluate those things it's actually a great tool emotions are meant to enhance our experience on earth they're incredible There are these incredible sensors that reflect our thoughts, that reflect what we're taking in. It's a mirror to our soul, to what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so, but you can take control of your emotions by taking control of your thoughts. And so you don't have to just let every emotion come spewing out of your life. Uh, We talked earlier, you used the illustration of a burp. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, it's coming and I'm not going to try to tamp it down. It's just coming. I'm going to let it go. And ultimately, you know, our thoughts, we can actually go to the root issue of those emotions and start to, number one, the tips I gave to kids was you first have to examine and observe where the emotion came from, what the thought that's attached to it is. Mm-hmm. What's the root thought? So example, if if I have uh, strong emotions uh, ab- about not cleaning my bedroom or about not doing a certain job at work, if I have strong emotions about that, uh, perfect example, I shared this. There was a friend of mine who had a septic backup in his basement, called me and some other guys, and we got on the phone, we got a group of guys together, and he had like a foot of sewage in his basement. It was disgusting. I had strong emotions. I had strong emotions about Saturday morning staying in bed, 
not getting up, not answering the call, not going. And then I had even stronger emotions when I showed up and the odor coming out of the basement mm. reached my nostrils. Strong emotions. I did not want to be there. I was not happy. I was just like, this guy's not a friend. Friends like, like, just hire it done, buddy. Like this is, but, but what happened is I examined my thoughts and my thoughts were, okay, my thoughts are, I don't want to do this. I'm tired Saturday. I had plans for the day. And, and I realized that all of my thoughts were just purely selfish. I'm thinking about me. I'm not even thinking about my friend. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it. I was there on duty. So I at least changed my thought to think about, hey, out of duty, go help the guy out. Right. But this is something that's so interesting. There's a hack that I actually heard. Um, there's a group called Transformational Academy. They have this, this great life hack. I think it's pretty brilliant. They actually say you should actually name your thoughts. And I think it's brilliant because sometimes there's a lot of confusion about where thoughts come from. We are not our thoughts. I'm going to say it again. We are not our thoughts. Now, there's people listening saying, that's not true. That They're ours. We have to, you have to own your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a difference between owning the thoughts you choose and realizing that you, you don't really own all of your thoughts. We have, our mind is like a supercomputer. It takes in data and information. We get thoughts from the environment around us all the time. We get ideas, we get thoughts, we have inputs, our ears, our eyes, our senses, we're getting all kinds of inputs. We have things that parents and friends and neighbors and coworkers and the media that we take in every day. Mm -hmm. So those thoughts from the TV show or the podcast or whatever stuff that's awesome or filthy, it's swimming around their head. If you think that's all you, it will mess up, to go back to what we talked about earlier, it will mess up your self-concept, your self-image. You'll think, what is wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. You just probably digested some garbage that day. Mm -hmm. But if you will pause and observe it and examine it, and like the Transformational Academy says, if you will name it, and just let's come up with the name, call it Chuck. <laughs> Good name. Chuck. We'll call it Chuck. Was it Bree that came with Chuck? Bree yeah. came with Chuck. Let's just call our thoughts Chuck. And Chuck is screaming at me, dude, do not walk down those stairs because when you get to the last two steps, you're going to be stepping in sewage. And <laughs> one of the guys showed up in sandals. Oh. It was so funny. We're like, are you like, really, you oh. know what you're getting into and you come in sandals? Really, buddy? Uh, so, I, you know, I had like um, waiters on and I, in that moment, I did exactly what we're talking about. I observed my thoughts and realized I am selfish. I am being a little booger right now. I'm, ch I'm, ch I don't have to own these thoughts. These are all selfish thoughts. They're not me. Mm -hmm. I'm a good friend. I'm a good person. I am, I am going to choose right now to replace those thoughts. And I grabbed onto, this is hilarious. The thought I grabbed onto was, I'm looking at my other friend in sandals, getting ready to step his toes in there. And everybody's kind of saying, dude, don't do it. You're going to catch some disease. Oh. And it, all of a sudden it became humorous. And I was like, this, we're going to have stories to tell for years about this moment, mm -hmm. how we came together to help our friend out. And from there, all of my thoughts changed to, we're serving, we're going to make it a, a, a sewage party. We're going to help this guy out and be with him in his time of need. And it's going to be a blast. 
And what happened was all the irritation, the emotions left. And, and we had just, we, we called all the stuff that's flown around. We named it. We'd talk about it. It was the most engaging, one of the most engaging guy times ever. And it was all because we said, Chuck, you, you're nuts. You're a terrible friend. Like this is not me. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking about sanitation, which is legit. That's a legit thought, but I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be okay. And I'm gonna make this a great time. And so the entire experience changed because I observed my thoughts, examined my thoughts, and then I replaced some thoughts. Mm-hmm. And the second tip we give kids is sometime, sometimes you have to ignore some of those thoughts. You just have to like say, okay, that thought is crazy. I'm going to ignore it. We had a kid, Sergio. Um, uh, we had a group of kids we worked with actually in these fa- with these families up at Summit this weekend. And we're getting ready to go 40 feet up in the air on the ropes course. And he's freaking out because he's never been that high in the air. And all of a sudden, five minutes later, after the instructor gave the instructions, the safety protocol, I look at him and he's like, let's do this. He had no fear. I said, hold on. I thought you were afraid of heights. He said, well, I was, but I'm not anymore. I said, why? He said, because um, the instructor said that these cables can hold 2,000 pounds. This is totally safe. What he was doing is Sergio was saying, Chuck, you're a fear monger. Those thoughts, and we walked up to the course and I was looking at it that said, you're going to die. You're going to break a leg. You can't do this. I just realized like, I need to ignore those thoughts. And what happened is he replaced the thoughts of fear with peace because he ignored those toxic thoughts. The, the last thing we tell kids is sometimes, well, a lot of times, if you can start to guard and protect your mind, your thoughts, like don't let in the garbage in the first yeah. place. Like you'll find yourself mimicking the thoughts and the ideas of the people around you that you know is toxic. Mm-hmm. And you can choose to guard yourself, embrace yourself from that. So that's the first lesson. That's awesome. And unfortunately, we're out of time. Hey, if this has been helpful, I want to encourage you to go and learn more. Go to our website, fivestarlife.org. Bring Five Star Life to a school, to a neighborhood, uh, even to your home. We're going to be launching our app soon. Learn more at fivestarlife.org. Bye.